0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Vader's Basement. I am Liam. And I am Jared. And this week we are going to be discussing the most recent two episodes of the Clem series. Yes. And the of Clem- course by Clem I mean Andor. Yeah. Yeah. Um I prefer Clem, actually. It really <laughs> suits him. Clem's if a nice you name. introduced me to Cassian Andor and you said his name is Clem, I would not once think you were full of crap. So yes, we'll be talking <laughs> about the previous two episodes of Andor. Um, we had a pretty good couple episodes, so we're going to go over and review uh, what we've seen, kind of talk about a little bit, um, what is contrasting of these two episodes, versus the first three, talk about the story thus far, and uh, kind of look to see what predictions we have based on what we've gotten yeah. going forward. Yeah. So, um, Anything for, for The Republic? Nope. Nothing that I can think of at the moment. Nothing that I've really seen that stuck out to me um, that's noteworthy. Okay. Um, in that case, we can just move right along to Endor. Yeah. So my impression of these last two episodes is that they were the most... The most what? Exactly. Just two episodes of absolute build-up <laughs> for uh, the episode to come, I think. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. I think they're good. I'm enjoying them. I'm not. I don't want to give the impression that I'm not enjoying them. I'm definitely enjoying them. Um, but it's it's not. Um, nothing really has happened, other than we're finding out that they're all bad people, which I'm okay with <laughs> because I already knew that. But but it is. It's you know. I think. You they're trying every to make every character, us, right? Every yeah. character in this show is a bad person. Every so. one of the rebels is a bad Everyone person. Everyone sucks. Yes. There's no good guys. Mm, there are good guys. <sighs> um, but uh, I, I really think that they're building these characters that we obviously like. This is my manifesto, right? Like, I'm writing this. Yep. I think that this. And blah, 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 blah. He very closely resembles, I think, at least in my eyes, someone that uh, both Liam and I know. Whose name I will not name, but it sure. very much so reminds me of somebody. But but they're, they're making us care about these characters because, um, in the predictions, I, I I do think yeah, they ain't we'll, gonna make we'll, it. We'll, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get there. We'll get there. So let's first talk about what we've seen. So episode four. Um, first of all, yeah, this has been good. Um, we talked in our previous video about the amount of flashbacks mm-hmm. that were that were in play. Indeed. And we haven't had a single flashback, right? Yeah. So we know they're coming. It's interesting. Right. Because from the ad, we got some stuff. Right. But right. They will be coming out with more flashbacks. But I think this kind of solves that part of what we talked oh, about. Oh, so right? good. I, yeah. It was literally perfect. Yep. So no flashbacks so far. It does leave us on this note of we do have a story that is isn't incomplete, right? So we watch these two episodes and we still don't know... You know, what's going to happen, right? The last we see of Andor as a child is he's in the ship. They're flying into space, but we don't see them get away. So... <clears throat> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Show me that Republic frigate. You right. can't drop that and then not right. show me that. Right, exactly. <laughs> so at some point, we're going to pick back up with a Republic frigate. Maybe? I mean, maybe they just passed over it. But maybe. I would assume... That'd be sad. That, yeah. <laughs> I would assume that, and maybe we can get into this a little bit more in the prediction, but I think we're going to see more flashbacks, and I think we're going to see what happens with the Republic Frigate and the adopted-slash-kidnapper mom who just took him off-planet. It's not like, you know, he had any other surviving brothers or sisters or anything. <laughs> <laughs> <don't miss> him. <laughs> so, tough. It's whatever. So, um, so episode four. Mm-hmm. So, content-wise, I thought it was really good. It was good. It was good. I think it picked up, like we talked about, you know, the first three were kind of slow immediately the end of the third one it started to pick up yep and and it delivered and I think yep. de- de- uh, it delivered yeah um so yeah I was very happy with it I just have to I just have to say my favorite part of the episode despite yep. the other things we'll mention in just a moment is that andor served in mimban which we find out in yes. that episode which is yes. my favorite well one of my favorite battles in all of Star Wars Jared so loves mimban. I do love mimban it's honestly it's a problem but yeah um, it's just and I think we've talked about this before. It is just Star Wars World War One. It's yeah, Star Wars it's War, true. War. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, it's just trench it, warfare. It, it was trench warfare. It was muddy. There was not a lot that people knew what was going mm-hmm. on. They were in a yeah. foreign land. They were... You know, we can talk a little bit about it if you want. I think it ties in a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that he, bl- he blames the Empire because they were shooting at each other. But I'm not actually certain... It almost sounds like he's, it, you know, insinuating that it was on purpose. But I'm not certain... That's necessarily fair. That battle was uh, terrible. Yeah. Like you just mentioned, hard to see. Muddy. Weather was awful. Like, it's trench warfare. You're taking objectives in a circle. Like, it's just... And we see, even in the, like, earlier parts of Star Wars, in the Clone Wars, Mimban is mentioned, right? They give a shout-out to all the mud jumpers on Mimban. Yeah, and we talk about... Right. Episode 5. And the very first season of Clone Wars. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so... Minban is steeped in battle. Like it it, it, it's it's a um it's a group of like, you know, a group of a people group Mm -hmm. that has whether they're you know, trying to fight for their freedom or Mm -hmm. they're rebelling or you know, whatever view you take of the matter, right? Like they are uh in a very long battle. I believe it is a continuation. Well, I don't think it ends. Essentially. Essentially. Right. Like, and I think it starts to maybe get a little bit better. Well, when the clones stay, you know, immediately, like, they switch sides. It's a similar thing to to Twi'leks on Ryloth, right? And we even hear about Ryloth in Andor, where they talk about. Um, some stuff on Ryloth. I believe they were talking about. There's been or something. Yeah. well, they were talking in the um, in the room with all the ISB. Oh, that's right. In yes, episode yes, four, yes, and part. they talk about Ryloth. And so on Ryloth, we see in the Bad Batch, right, that there's uh, rebe- rebellion starting. Right? Yes. There's there's whispers and little incidents of uh, dissension among the people, and it's because the clones have been here for a long time and. To a lot of people, the fact that the Jedi weren't around anymore didn't really make a difference. It was the Republic, whether it was the Jedi or the clones... Staying. (laughs) And they were staying, and they weren't leaving. And so that turns into then, you know, even on Mimban, if it was starting to get better, the clones wouldn't leave. And so then, you know, so... I want to say Mimban, like, produced Durasteel or something like that. Like, it was a big ship material world. Yes. You know, not the factories, but the raw materials. And that's why the Empire needed to stay. Um yeah, it actually there's actually more information on that as well in you know, just like an expanded version yeah. in the Star Wars Squadrons game. One of the rebellion or New Republic pilots is Mimbanese. Yeah. And she talks about it a little bit. But so. but the best thing best way to learn about that battle is if you if you go back and watch solo yeah. right and watch that first thirty minutes of the movie, yeah. he goes to he goes to Mimban and we get that we get that view. Now, I will say, um, it was a good touch because this is something that's relatable to the audience right. because if you watch Solo you know it sucks like you yeah. you, you, you have that view especially yeah. for the adults right it's not necessarily like a Clone Wars reference or anything it's it's a, it's a movie reference right. so uh, even though it is a newer movie and it did relatively poorly still like it still did well enough that I think people recognize it yep. and and I think that is a common theme of what we see all over Star Wars on Minben is resistance and um just a, a messy situation, yeah. right? It's not the Empire's cleanest um, interaction with a people group. So, no, honestly, Death Star, Minban. <laughs> so, Get on we'll that. talk about that more later, and that <clears> might <throat> not seem relevant, but I, but I do think it is relevant to talk about Minban, not just with Cassian having fought on Minban, but um, to bring up in light of what we see on a rebellion standpoint. So, well, right, which is why... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go so, ahead. Yeah, so... I'll put it to bed for now, but we can talk more a little bit later about it. Um, What I was going to say is, he asks him about, you know, how did you steal this thing? It's like, well, it's less impressive if you realize that Cassian Andor is just a deserter who stole some tech on his way out, right? Did he walk in, or did he actually have access to get in there? Yeah. I feel like we may not have the full truth as to how he got in and everything, leading into episode four, and including episode five, obviously... Um, it's very important that he knows how to act like an Imperial. Right. Right. And so, well, like, he does because he was. Right. Right. And it's the same Han Solo y vibe, right? Yeah. Like, he 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 was an Imperial. He knows how they operate. He knows how to sneak in. He knows how things are done. And so, he's very useful for this job yeah. coming up. I actually didn't really think about that a whole lot, despite the fact that we've just been talking about Solo, that he and Han Solo have very similar tracks of. Yeah. Oh, I was a kid, and then and I didn't like the Empire, and then I went and fought on Minban, and then I went and... I guess Han Solo more smuggled. He didn't... I think we're going to see Andor get closer ties with their rebellion. If, if if Andor hadn't gotten picked up by Luthan, I think he would look like almost the exact same as Han Solo. Yeah. Because he didn't want to fight. Right. Well, and that's what we find says, out in Episode 4, right? He says, I don't want... You know, it's suicide to fight them, and, and Luthan just basically, you know, speculates, I think you'll die fighting them anyway, which is... Wouldn't you rather give it all in one than yeah. getting, you know, taken piece by piece? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, I do think that we see a lot of uh, that similar behavior, and I do think he probably would have gone off and done yeah different things. But uh, Well, he was already acting like that, right? Yeah, Like he was a Lando Calrissian yeah. version, more like leaning side of yeah. Poncelo, because yeah. he was like running these you know, gambling and taking people's money true, and true, true. I don't I don't know. It just it, it gave that vibe. And we we saw that in episode three. And then in episode four when we get the Minban and all that it just kinda ties that story in, making it more relatable. Which I will say, right, I don't have a problem with it. I'm still enjoying the story. To be completely honest, in some ways they are almost uncomfortably similar. The characters of Andor and Han Solo. Han Solo. Yeah. You know? I mean but But I think we'll I think that's gonna stop now. Right, I think this is going to be two different paths. Yes, think I think Khan became a smuggler, and I think Andor is going to be the other side of that, where he's going to join the rebellion early on. Right, yeah. So this leads us to one of the incidents that may or may not have happened on Ferex, where, and it definitely happened, where uh, there was a bloodbath for the private security. Yes. And in episode four, we see them basically being... Uh, uh, dismantled. Yes. Until <laughs> they're no longer in charge. And actually, I will say, before this, we see the ISB. Yes, excellent. Talking, which is great. Let's dive into that a little. Bit. I definitely enjoyed that. I will say, we got that wrong. I think from our predictions episode when we went through the trailer, we thought that these were the scientists from the soon-to-come like tube things that we see yeah. that we saw in the trailers as well. But these are actually ISB, which I am totally okay with. Love yeah. seeing the ISB. Love seeing them operate. Yeah. And they look completely harmless. like they're 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 just investigating things're just they're having very a brief... administrative yeah, like, they're administrative sort of you know just like any sort of agency they're just trying to monitor yeah right I think he runs through so what's our um, what's our purpose here? And someone gives like the verbatim sentence like mission statement and he's like, ah yeah, that is not true. we. We observe or no, what, what do you say? We we are doctors. We yep. root yep. out disease. We're, yep. you know, looking for this yep. undercarriage. They don't really want to bother themselves with the undercarriage? I don't know why I said undercarriage, <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't know. The undertones, the under I well, I don't know where I was going with that. But, I don't, but just undercarriage, man. The through line. They're looking for terrorists, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's there's definitely a theme of uh, looking for crap. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it? Terrorists. No, but... They're looking yes, for dissent. Yes. dissension. Yeah, true. Yeah, there's definitely a theme of looking for dissension. Yeah. Um, also yeah. known as terrorists. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Demonetized. No. <Yeah. laughs> um, We're not monetized. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, anyway. Um, so it's really cool to see the ISB interacting, we get uh, an understanding that they have different jurisdictions, and there's obviously this one ambitious um, officer who wants to try and go after another officer's jurisdiction because one small, you know, little thing happened to maybe be connected to one of her jurisdictions. Yeah, one small thing being a completely stolen Imperial Starpath unit is still in the box from one of the factories in her jurisdiction. I'm I'm on her side I'm with her. I'm with you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think she's wrong. You're with her. Oh. Are you an Imperial now? Die hard. Die hard. Oh, and there it is. And by that I mean... And cut. <laughs> <laughs> the power of editing. That's right. Great. Now I have to edit this one. Yeah. Next. Nice. Um, so anyway, so she, I agree with her that she should root down any cause, right? And this is exactly what he says, right? This is exactly what the Major says is, we are here to root out the problem. And I think that he's testing her... Even yeah. though he, in the episode, denies her request, I do think he's testing her abilities. And yeah. I think he knows that anyone who's capable, uh, like, a truly capable ISB officer will be able to do what it takes well, right. in order to get the job done. Well, he says we don't act on hunches here. This isn't, like, regional security. Like, we act on verified information. We're not going to devote yeah. resources. Like, I mean, you see when the other guy moves in, right? He takes over... He just took over the whole, like, security administration, yes. right? Like, there's... Billions of credits of resources behind them and their actions, yeah. so they're not just going to throw resources around willy nilly. I yeah. do actually think that there's some sort of accountability there, which is which also I want to bring to a point. Right, we saw this ISB council, we were speculating previously on which characters we might see from previous Star Wars media. And I do think that because we're getting this ISB headquarters and we're getting this command chain, and I think we're going to get Ylorin, Lauren. that would be dope. I think we're going to see him, yeah. Yeah, we could. We definitely right. could. So head of the ISB there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what what else for the fourth episode after so so, we have the ISB council? So I started to talk about it. Wanted to go back to the ISB council because it happens uh, chronologically first. Right. So let's go back to it. Well, on Farrix, he comes over, takes over the local security. Cyril is seen basically being told, <laughs> you're done. You are a pariah and unemployable because yes. you suck. Yes. So now he, trying to do what he thought was right is no longer an officer of the law. so Indeed. Now, I will say... Went back to his uh, New York home. Yeah, to his city home to his mom. Um, I will say that I don't disagree with the act to remove him from a leadership role due to the fact that he led a bunch of people in and murdered four of... Well, got four of them killed. Yeah, I, More than that. He didn't murder them, but he definitely was responsible for their deaths. That also, was... one shuttle down, property right. damage. Oh, I mean, right. it was actually like six or eight. Like, yeah. That, was a lot that of... speeder blew up. Yep. Yep. He yep. got yep. gagged at one yep. point, and yep. he could have died. Yep. So, completely failed mission. So, he right and now. And acting oh. against a direct order. True. So, true. Well, and he got his boss in trouble, too. Yeah. Oh, like that... we well, got his boss I mean, fired. <laughs> he got everyone fired. Yeah, really. he did. I mean, I don't local you have, security force doesn't really work if you're not local. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll go do security on Kashyyyk. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, what are your credentials? Well, we mm-hmm. completely failed and botched <laughs> missions over on <laughs> Ferrix. So, I was like, uh, ah, yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Why one. don't you I have a great mining position you, uh, mining position available for you and in uh, Castle <laughs> on Minban? Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, frontline troop. Yeah. So, don't so, take anybody for that, Josh. Josh they, you. That one's available. Just, they just need bodies, yeah, honestly. Yeah, that one's available. So, episode four, I think that's pretty... Oh, the other thing we get in episode four, the, it's a very interesting concept, right? Okay, so we see Luthan, right? Oh, Comes to Coruscant. Oh, so Puts good. on a wig, oh, puts loved on that. new clothes, and starts to act like regal, and he's trying to be like this... Like, salesman and a whole different person. And it's definitely an interesting... I, I, I'm i starting to see why they think this is similar yeah. to a British spy thriller. Yeah. Right? Like, it's definitely it, picking up more of those vibes. Reminding me of old Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, he comes back, and now he's in his shop, and he's talking to none other than Mon Mothma, who yes. we all know... As a terrorist. Who we all know... <laughs> is a senator... Uh, for Chandrila. Ties to the Rebellion. Yes, she is Chandra. the Rebellion. Meaning mean ties is, to the Rebellion? I am this <laughs> Senate. I am the Rebellion. And they interact in a really cool way, right? Yes. There, there are spies everywhere. She doesn't trust her driver, so they go to the back, and they're under the ruse of getting a present for her husband, and they reveal that they're working on, you know, like she's. this is what connects her to Andor, right? Yeah. She is connected to Luthan directly, and Luthan is then connected to Andor. So that comes into play, and um, I-, I think it's an interesting thing to see on Mothma uh, being connected this early on. I like that. And, yeah. and I am excited for what we got in Episode 5. We get a little bit more of a continuation, um, but I won't get ahead of myself. Um, real quick, uh, just Ooh, to call Easter it out, Yeah, Ooh. the Easter eggs in the shop Ooh. are pretty cool. Um, I think we saw a bunch of Wookiee armor and uh, shields. We saw a Gungan shield. We saw some Mandalorian armor. Um, we saw a uh, Sith holocron and a uh, Jedi, Jedi holocon, holocon, holocon the, too, on the right. back shelf, which is dope. And then there was two that were, I think, stood apart from all the rest. So all those are cool Easter eggs. So, the yeah, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, yeah. So the World Between Worlds... Yes. This is something that is from Star Wars Rebels. We won't go into too much detail, right? But uh, uh, Pause. Yep. Insert. If you want to learn more about this, go watch our Mysteries of the Force episode. <laughs> yes, of course. Or listen to. Yes. yes. Um, highly recommend yes. for more details, but... Yeah. Um, so the world between worlds. I won't say a ton about it now. You can go check out our episode. <laughs> but um, we do get a reference in some type of... Um, Plating that looks like leftover debris from one of the portal entrances to the world between worlds. Yep. Um, so that's really cool. That's a, I believe it's the first time in cinematic, like in movie history, we've seen it. Yeah. I, it was only really referenced in Rebels. Yeah. And then the only other place, debatably in Clone Wars, depending on what theory you believe about what certain things are. But right. We haven't seen anything evidence-based in the Star Wars movies. So this is really cool to see it in like was live, live action. It. Yeah. Yes, in live action. I don't really think anything will come of it from this series. I think it was just a nod to the world between worlds. Um also Plo Koon. Sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot about this one too. Um so uh, the <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So Plo Koon his species has a um what are they called? Keldor. Keldor. Yes, thank you. Uh, Plocoon species has to use goggles and a respirator to be able to basically function in areas with oxygen due to their species um, and their abilities. And we see that respirator. Sorry, so that was another cool one. And yeah. we, we think that was probably Dave Filoni having yeah. a little bit of sprinkling just because Ploquoon's one of his favorites. Yeah, he is his favorite and, Jedi. Yeah. And is. One of our favorites. Is the be- He's the best. Yeah. Um, now, my favorite and, and, reference. And if you want to figure out how he survives Order 66, <laughs> go listen to our uh, one of our What If episodes about what if Anakin didn't kill Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. Because yes, shameless plugs everywhere. He should be your favorite Jedi or one of your favorite Jedi too. And mm-hmm. if you're as passionate about him as we are, you would love to hear how he lives. So go listen Indeed. to that episode if you haven't already. Indeed. All right, so, then, so, so the World Between Worlds was the more important one, and then the second one that I was thinking of before I got distracted with the Keldor mask. So for all of you diehard Star Wars fans, um, Force Unleashed video game uh, 1 and 2 were amazing and great additions to the Legends aspect of Star Wars, very unfortunately. But in a fun little nod to Starkiller, uh, we actually have Starkiller's Sith armor in the background, which is absolutely amazing. It's not really... The chest plates and everything like that don't really match, but the gauntlets with the little spiky fingers appear to match, and the actual helmet matches that of Starkillers, and it is absolutely amazing. It looks a little bit more regal. It's got some... Feathers coming out, the, or like it's metal it's spike things coming out yeah. the back. I don't think it's yet. Like I said, it, it's a nod to Star Killer. It's an homage, but it, it's an homage exactly. Right. But it is not the exact same thing. It's like when they called it Star Killer Base, right? It's these are these are fun little nods to yeah. the fandom, and that was absolutely amazing to see in the background. Now so. um, that that all that aside, that was amazing stuff to see. But moving through the episode um, after the collector's shop area when she gets the gift and we kind of learn that she's mon Moth was working with luthan in this way uh we move on to well yeah we move on to one of the other plot pieces which is cassian andor right or clem yes as i like to call him and, yeah <laughs> is now uh has met up with these uh this group of rebels um who's Names are too hard to remember, so he wrote them down. Yes. Um, And he basically has to gain their trust, right? So he's coming in as an outside man. He's the only one of them who is being paid to do this, right? We hear um, Vel, I believe is her name, she's kind of the leader of the group, say to Luthin, well, we've been living on, you know, basically grub and have had to sleep on rocks, and we haven't really had the luxury, and you're paying this guy thousands of credits in order to help us like that's not fair but yeah but he goes with them and there's, yeah well luthan says he's clearly the sponsor of this job right? yes luthan is yes yeah and he's like you either take him or you call the whole thing off and yeah. so they're like fine yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah so they so she gives in and then she has to go convince everyone else um and they don't know luthan is sponsoring the job correct so they think that vel's in charge so then or they know she's she. They know she goes and meets somebody with yes. somebody, but does not tell them who it is. Yeah, they have. I'm sure they have their their assumptions, but yeah. they don't know he exists. They right. definitely don't know who well, he is. And we which end up makes sense. See, yes, and we end up seeing later in the fifth episode that he's up at late at night worrying, and his wife or friend shopkeeper. I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is to him. Yeah, <laughs> shop partner says to him. Um, you know, why, you know, you're, yeah. there's nothing you can. You do. can't do it. You, you have to. It's out of your hands now. And he and he says, well, I just it was messier than I wanted to. And she was like, well, she's the only one who knows about it. And he's like, no, Andor, Andor knows too. And so, Andor and Vel both have connection to him now. Before right. it was just Vel, and now it's Andor and Vel. So that has him worried now. Um, but the the group seems capable on their own. It's a bunch of people. Um, you know, who have different reasons for the rebellion and um, and for participating in this early function of the rebellion. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, where getting into some of the reasons behind the rebellion. Because, obviously, Jared is uh, still of the belief that this is a group of terrorists. Because they are? Um, They Not yet, technically. Mm, We don't know that. Probably not yet, technically. <laughs> he's writing a manifesto. He he's getting is ready, re- ready. He's, he's so, ready. So I just wanted to talk briefly about the different viewpoints of people, right? So we do have people in the Rebellion who are like Andor right now and who are like Han Solo later on who are, I'm in it for the money. I'll help you out if you pay me. Who are like Hondo Anaka and, and Rebels. <laughs> if you give me what I want, I'll help you out, Right. And clearly those... Ezra, my boy. <laughs> Ezra, oh, Jabba the Hutt. Um, the best Jabba. The best Jabba. <laughs> Hashtag not my Jabba. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, and you made me lose my train of thought. But I think there's, there's a contrast between the different types of people in the Rebellion. So we have these people who are just mercenaries, right? And you're always going to have your mercenaries. We have people like Nemic. So Nemec is the young kid, right? In the show, he's talked about as being pretty green and new to the job, and, you know, he's not really, you know... Well, first place we see him is he's, he falls asleep on watch. Well, that's true, yes. Yeah, he I mean, does fall asleep for, on <laughs> watch, episode, and I think Skeen is the one who comes up like, to him I would have killed you. Yeah. You would have killed us all, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we would have all been dead. Um, but... And, and Nemec at one point says to Skeen like you don't trust Cassie or uh, Clem, Clem do you yeah. and Skeen's like I barely trust you right? <laughs> so yeah. so Nemec is very much inclined to this manifesto he's writing right he's very intellectual he's very um very much so, going to die. Thought driven. Well, yes, it's it's very much this like ah, I have a dream. I have a mission. Here's my mission. Here's my manifesto in this book, and I, mean, I can just he's see pass it to Android. I can he's just dying. see exactly like he's going to get killed on this raid, which oh, hasn't happened man. yet. So this kind of dips into the predictions, but I. I'm with you. I think he's going to get killed on the raid. He's too young, he's not experienced enough, and he's going to get killed, and Andor's going to pick up this book, and that's how he's going to go to Saw and be like, I have a mission. (laughs) Now I'm in it! Now And and that's the thing, right? That's the thing about terrorism. You make (laughs) friends, and then they get killed committing acts of terror, and then you get angry that they were killed committing acts, and you yourself fall into it, right? It just, it's, it's feeds and feeds and feeds and feeds right um an expert on terrorism i yes yeah fair enough um so Skeen is one of the other characters we see and he is complicated right he's seen he's so he in this one scene classic rebel Yes, been to juvie many times. Yes, well, he's yeah, and this is just what I was gonna say. He's seen. He's got a shirt off, and he's showing Andor his tattoos, and he's talking about the right. different markings, and and you know, Andor's like, oh yeah, I know what that is. One's like the crate head, the heads? mark of the hand, and the crate hand. Yeah, and what well, like was there a child corrective facility on crate? I don't know, man. Well, it I think it was spelled a bunch a salty. Kids. I think it was spelled differently. Oh. This was more like oh, well, and the sub dragon. Oh yes, okay. K R A I think K R A Y T. I yeah, I wasn't reading the subtitle at the time. We that. are bad people and watch it with the subtitles on. I have a small child. He makes noise sometimes. You yeah, no. that's fair enough. Gotta catch I guess us. we're not bad people. I shouldn't just put that yeah. on <laughs> so quickly. Um, but yes, so so crate as in crate dragon, not crate as in salty planet where salty people go to. Fair enough. Be yeah. salty. That makes sense. That makes I, way more sense. Like Rose. Um, <laughs> Finn, I love you. Oh, we just met three days ago. Yeah, I don't know who Ooh. you are. You electrocuted me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so he has a crate tattoo and all this stuff. So he is experienced. He's done time. He's um, got a history of not getting along with the Empire. So and, we, is, and we hear that Cassian, <coughs> excuse me, Clem, Clem, has also been into a corrective facility Correct. as well for three years. Yes. When he was thirteen. And what did he say? I've been fighting the Emperor's Empire since I was six years old. He uh, In in Rogue One? In Rogue One. Yeah, he says something like that, which is when he gets picked up. Yeah. Right? So he gets yeah. picked up there. He's been rebelling against the Empire in one way or another. Yeah. But so that means... So he gets picked up at... You think he's... No. He's not six when he gets picked up in... He doesn't look six. He looks older he, than he that. He doesn't look six. Yeah. But I don't know. He's supposed to be... Uh, either way, I'm just trying to do the math for like the be- the between time for when he goes to the corrective facility, and growing up, and yeah, well, on yeah. whatever planet with his, his mom, mom, mom slash kidnapper, mom slash kidnap- kidnapper. Kidnapper. kidnapper, exactly. So Skeen is a different type of. Getting back to my point, <laughs> see, <sorry. laughs> no, you're right. Um, skeen is the other type of right. Like so, we see. Nemec, right? He is attached to the cause. He has a very intellectual way of approaching it. He's very thought oriented and it's very idealistic to him. Correct. Skeen doesn't really have a reason for fighting that's as intellectual as he has a reason. Yes. But he doesn't have a reason that's intellectual and, well, I'm morally opposed to the Empire. So therefore, like, because I think that their way of governance is. Bad, like he's not opposed necessarily to the entire system of bureaucracy that they have. Like he is opposed to the empire because he blames them for his brother's death. Correct. He does blame them for his brother's unfortunate death. Yes. Yes. So, and and I say all that just to say this is he is very similar to one of the other rebels we see, Lieutenant Gorn. Right, Lieutenant Gorn says that he's a uh, traitor. He worked for the empire. He does work for the empire. Well, he still does. Yes, but when he worked for the empire a while ago, <laughs> he was in love with a girl on the planet. He Kandari? No, that's what he is. I think Andor. Andor? K- 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 yeah. Andor? Yeah. What the native people? Ardoni or something? Yeah, native people to the planet in which they're on, which we haven't seen. We don't know if they're like humanoid or if they're aliens. The people talk. They talk about the smell, and it, I was I was envisioning humans. Yeah. I was too. Well, and they talk like, about them being shepherds. Yeah. I think they're humanoid because they talk about them being shepherds and they're disguised. Like, their whole thing is that they're supposed to be shepherds. Yeah. But- so, Lieutenant Gorn is in love with this girl and we basically get the TLDR, right? He loves this girl, and then he goes to leave for the girl, and then she leaves him, and then... Or... No, no. He's denied a promotion. Right. He's denied a promotion because he's in love with her, which makes me think she's an alien, by the way, not a human. Oh, fair enough. Then, uh, he also... So he denies... He gets denied a promotion because he's in love with the girl, and then... The girl also is taken from him, it says, or he loses the girl. He He loses the promotion, then he loses the girl, then he loses his trust in the Empire, I think is how they word it. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, like, then you just become treasonous? That's tough, you know? So this is where, and and I'm trying to build up Jared's case for, you know, why these are bad people, because (laughs) we do have people who, you know, when you're doing the manifesto thing... I will say, when when you have an issue with an ideology, I don't know that the best way to fight it is with violence. And if that is the way you're fighting it, I would agree that you're a terrorist, right? If the first thing you go to is violence, I think that, yes, you are a terrorist. So fair enough. Also, can we point out that their method of terrorism is to steal the payroll for the, like regular people <laughs> who are just working like you think you said an entire imperial sector payroll okay let's let, who works for the empire right like how about those technicians who are being ordered to paint well, the that is, wall the empire is not just gonna <laughs> oh, yeah. not pay them they're gonna pay them but well, because if they don't pay them then the people will riot against them it will just be a longer amount of time, which what? will... But imagine being like, hey, impact people. your paycheck's coming late. Why? Because these rebels stole your yep. paycheck. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make you sympathetic to the rebels. No. To steal their paycheck. No. No, fair enough. And so, but then you have people like Skeen, who, um, you know, his brother, I believe, killed himself from... Yes. Yeah. From, Depression from imminent domain laws. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And, you know, again, he is upset at the Empire for it, but I don't know that you can... Like, it's not necessarily the Empire's... Here's what I think. Here's what I think about it, right? I think about the episodes of Rebels where Grimmoff Tarkin's like, I want that land, I'll buy it from you at a really good price. Right, and they're like, "You can't have it. It's my land." And he's like, "I hope, I hope you reconsider." Right, and they offer it to like twice, and they deny him both times. So then they just take it. Right. So I don't know if it was something like that, you know, yeah. where like the just taking it thing sucks, but they may have offered, right? Yeah. To, and in, in a notable point, our government in the U.S. has imminent domain laws. Most governments do, where they can just take your land and pay you market value if they so decide that they would like to use that land for X purpose. Yeah. So if you think that's evil and you may, it's also uh, most countries... Yeah, just countries, understand that yeah. that is something that is pretty par for the course. Yeah, so. so... And then you have Lieutenant Gorn, who's a similar situation where he feels wronged by the emperor. Empire... I keep doing that. I don't know why I keep saying the Emperor. Like, the Emperor specifically is going around like, No, you don't get a promotion! <laughs> <laughs> that guy, no, he sucks. <laughs> like, no, I hate that guy. He likes a girl. <laughs> yeah we can't have love in the empire yeah um it'll so, make Darth Vader angry <laughs> <laughs> did let Vader have his girl so yeah. Yeah. so anyway so Gorn blames the empire for not giving them promotion which then in turn caused him to lose his girl so I think you get it it's enough on this um I, I don't know that these are the most convincing reasons for them to then go and um cause violence against the empire but This is the setup we're getting. And I also don't think that it's supposed to be the most convincing reasons, right? I do think the Andor show is supposed to be, hey, look, here's this dark side of the rebellion, right? And we see he's going to end up with Saw Gerrera. So the rebellion isn't of pure intent all the time. No. Right? They, they, They get their hands dirty sometimes. And I think that's something that we see as a contrast to the original films is... You know, Luke and Leia and Han, they never really, except for when they're in the trash compactor, have to get their hands too dirty, <laughs> And especially morally, at least morally. They don't really have to, you know, say too much like, oh. Tell me uh, where the rebel base is or I'll blow up your home world. I'm going to lie to you. Blows up her homeworld. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty dirty. <laughs> so Han and Luke have no, no morally <laughs> repensable blood on their hands. No, but I do think it's contrast from the original movies to this, where we're going to see, right, like, oh no, like, you are going to have to do things that are probably not good things in order to get what you want to achieve. So, so that'll be that. So, predictions. Yes. They will all die. I think we're going to see Rogue One (laughs) 0.5. That's what this is. Indeed, indeed. I mean, right, and that's what we had, right, in Rogue One. It was like, well, when Rogue One came out, it was like, great, but we all know they're all going to die because we don't see any of these characters again. So, that's, so spoiler alert, yeah. Cassian Andor dies. Well, and I also think that there's a good chance that he uh, straight up leaves people behind Yeah. Um, uh, on his way out because right when he's talking and and it it could not just be just this instance but when he's talking with her uh, specifically Jyn Erso uh, Jyn Erso yep in Rogue One he's like I've done terrible things for the rebellion unspeakable things it's like okay well we're gonna get some of that in this show right that's why we're getting this so it almost makes me wonder if he's gonna have to leave like nimic behind you know and he's like just take my manifesto like yeah. <laughs> uh, or something like that you know and leave those people behind and then there's got to be something right because it becomes not about the money at some point right? right and so i think that's what this season is right this season's making it not about the money he's going to get paid and then after he's paid like it's it's going to be personal right. some way right, right. Um, like, maybe he gets into the base, and he's like, that's my sister! She's an Imperial ISP agent, or right. something like that. And yep. I think you had mentioned this before. Yeah, well, and, and it's possible that, you know, I, I think I said this last episode, was I really do think it could be possible at the end of this season, that we get to the end, and it's like, oh, my sister! And then, end credits, and it's like, <laughs> no! Yeah. No! Oh. Yeah. Um, so we know there's a time jump between the two seasons as well. We do. We do. So, so I think that You know, some of the clear things we're going to see, right? Cyril gets left off in episode five, still in his mom's house, still not eating his cereal with blue milk. (laughs) They look like tricks. I'm not going to lie. It just looks like they poured some tricks in a bowl and then some blue milk and called it a day. Call it Star Wars food, but. um, Catch that at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. But I do think that you know, his uncle Harlow, I don't recognize the name Harlow. Yeah, we were speculating about this. Um, but I think that he is going to have to end up as an Imperial, right? A man of influence, Harlow is, in some yes, way. yes. So, I think we, we see that he continues in his personal vendetta against Andor, right? We see him in his room, um, which by the way, it looks like he still has like Clone Wars. Clone yeah, it looks, has like yeah, straight up does. Which is pretty cool. Um, but he pulls out this hollow recorder, and yeah. it's and It's Andor, it's and so, so he's got this vendetta against Andor. I think he's either going to join the Imperials, or try to join the Imperials. I mean, his record is not exactly one that is uh, convincingly officer-worthy. But Well, it anything can be overcome with the right amount of nepotism. It's tr- <laughs> Well, and that's where Uncle Harlow comes in. Right, at. and that's... So, but that's the thing, where his mom talks about... Uh, we discussed that your further career should not be in law enforcement or something like that or security so no. I'm wondering because I was thinking he'd be ISB right? yeah. I was thinking that would be his aspirations what he wants to do but now I'm thinking it may be more likely that they put him in like the Imperial Navy here's the thing of some sort Yeah. here's the thing we don't see well I guess we do we do see the box get picked up but I think one of the things that could be connected is he could go to her, the female ISB agent, whose yeah. name escapes me right now. But I think he could go to, at some point, she could be trying to put feelers out, who has anything on this information. Oh, that's right. Or she yeah, could go to him right. and say, hey, you were this officer there, what happened? And he could say, it's this dude, he was, you know, and then he yeah, had right. That's He's the missing link that's, that she's looking for. So I think... She could get connected with him. Yes, no, you're right. He's gonna be working actually some dead end job, I bet you. He's gonna be like steel yeah. dura steel working or something like that. Which yeah. is, he's not gonna have his heart into it. It's not as it's a or dead end job, but a puppeteer. Or sure. <laughs> um he's just gonna be a Yoda puppets, puppeteer. Sock oh. puppets. And she's gonna come and be like, What if I op- offered you the opportunity? Or what's the information worth to you? And he's like, I wanna I I want revenge. And he says, I just want more sock puppets. That's not just- my calling. I don't know what the sock puppet <laughs> fantasy of yours is Listen, here. man. Uncle Harlow is a very big uh, circus entertainer, and he needed someone to run his sock puppet booth. So. He actually is a Mon Calamari uh, oh, opera yeah. conductor. Yeah. You Palpatine's say. Yeah, Palpatine's favorite. It's uh, a very lucrative business these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so predictions, right? I think, so I, I, think, think you're, that, right. I think you're on the nose with that. Yeah. Um, I think Lieutenant Gorn. At least fifty percent of these folks are going to die. At least. I, so what I'll say is, I think Cinta <clears throat> dies. I think Namek dies. I think I Vel think, dies. I don't think Vel dies. You don't think I Vel think, dies? I think Vel and I think Skeen might make it out. That's fair. Well, and then it's what? It's Vel and Cinta together. They're in doing. They just went went out on their own the night before. They're doing right. their own mission. And then I imagine they're all like on the pickup and receiving end of wherever the transport is. Yeah. Now I will say we see in the trailer, right? So this is a bit of a spoilery thing in the trailer. We see him flying the ship in the eye of the storm, and I was wondering what it was. And there's like Tie Fighters behind him, and oh he's flying right. into the eye. And right. I was like, "What is this? A nebula?" But it's yeah. it's the yeah. eye, right? Yeah. That's what he's flying into. Yeah. And he is by himself in the ship, unless there's folks like in the it's absolute true. back. We don't That's see the other people could in be a that gunner. So here's the other thing though, is they sometimes use cinematography to trick us, right? In true. Last Jedi they did a lot of stuff where they <sighs> you know, used Yes. A lot of things to Disney's notorious for this. Yes. So I'm not convinced that they're not there. Fair enough. But I think it's at most Vel and Skeen and maybe one of the other ones. Nimic is dead. I just think I that think they, they dead. way they I played think the character. Santa is dead because I don't. We haven't really been getting anything. Too. It, that's deep a huge. From her. I think what Santa and Val are together. So for Santa to, to be dead is yeah, a huge blow Val for Val. I don't hurt. think Lieutenant Gore makes it out. I, don't I actually think, think he, think he does, gets. No. I think he gets captured and picked up by ISB, and that's going to be the link that yeah. the ISB agent needs to really no. take over the jurisdiction. Tamarin is a toss up. Maybe he lives. They're gonna be able to link it some way. Yeah. What's gonna be the link? What's there's got there's gonna be something in this this hijacking of payroll that's gonna be that link that the ISP agent the the female ISP agent whose name escapes me right now is looking for in order to tie her jurisdiction in because she's gonna move in, and I I don't think it's it's gonna be Andor. Like I think they could get him on the Hollows, and then I think. You mean Clem? Correct, Clem. They yeah. get Clem on the. Planet. I don't know how they're going to make that connection. That's, I mean, Clem to you're Andor. Right. You're right. Cassie and Andor was on Ferrex, and Clem is here on. You're right. This other planet. So, so that's so, going to be the connection because I bet that's in her jurisdiction. Yeah, and so I think Sarah will have some involvement in that. I do. I don't think she's going to get to Mon Mothma right away. I think Mon Mothma is far enough removed that she's going to be outside the blowback on this, but. Do, um, do they even get to Mon Mothma this season? I don't I don't think Von Mothma gets uncovered this season.
1: No, I don't think I think
0: so. she's going to be, like, plotting her escape from Coruscant. But yeah, I well, she that. doesn't seem to have the best relationship with her husband. Or daughter. Or daughter. Th- who are definitely going to remain imperial. Or driver. Or anyone, really. Or anyone. I'm getting the distinct feeling that she might be, while she acts very holier-than-thou about her proposals in the Senate, might actually be... A bad person. <laughs> Possibly. Um, so yeah, so I think some of them are going to die. I think... I I almost wonder if they're going to do a page out of Solo and be like, well, um, he didn't get the cargo he was coming for. Like, the ship blows up and he doesn't get away with it and has to take a different ship or something like that. You know, like, how they... When they originally had the um, Tabana gas it all exploded... Yes, I do know what you're talking about. So, well, were they like, yeah, they moved into the, I that's possible. That's possible. Or it's it might actually be, hey, you can take the payroll or you can save, Nemec or somebody like that. You just and really don't like Nemec. I do like Nemec, and I really hope he gets saved. Like I like um, him as a I, he's young and he's you know sure he's kind, he's a kind terrorist. You know, like I don't know. It, uh, yes. He has. He bears resemblance to and, all the kind terrorists. out he's, there. His the way he talks, his mannerisms remind me of someone that I know. So it's he, like it's difficult for yeah, me to be like, no, no I want him like to a live. Young kid that has <laughs> big ideas, but doesn't exactly comprehend everything. He's like, you know what? I disagree with the empire. Let's fight it physically. You know, yeah, like you were mentioning, but but like it. He, I don't he know. Does his he in, does mannerisms. in what he believes it, right yeah like he, he definitely he's convicted is yep has lots of conviction and so he fell in with the wrong crowd i think yeah um but uh, anyway no i <laughs> Ex, think ex-convicts and traitors <laughs> and literally desertors. i i i think that that's gonna be his choice yeah like i think you're right he's gonna yeah. have maybe he doesn't get the right cargo or whatever maybe he gets k2so at some point in this in this imperial base in this imperial base maybe i still think we're too early on I don't know. It's going to take a while to reprogram him and do all that stuff. So that's... How does he get him? Okay.
1: You, ever played,
0: you ever played against the <laughs> K2SO <laughs> droids in Fallen Order? No, I literally didn't even make it there. But I know they're tough. He, they are not easy. So, I don't know. I I think, I mean, obviously he can be shut down. In well, them. if they can take lightsaber hits, that's pretty tough. You know, Beskar. Beskar. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, wait. No, they're not actually. The no, Beskar. no. Can you imagine if they were, though? This is just a complete aside. We see that scene and then was it Book of Boba Fett, or, uh, or also known as Mando season 2.3 or 2.5 uh-huh. where it's talking about the siege of Mandalore and we see those K2 oh. units like marching oh. through Mandalore yeah. and just absolutely capping yeah. people. Like imagine if those were Beskar. Yeah, that would units. be crazy.
1: That would that certainly. Would... <laughs> hey, good luck against those. Tough.
0: So yeah, so I think, Cyril gets picked up. I think some or all of them die. I think you're right. I think there's a choice that he has to make. Um, You know, I think over these next three episodes, I think he's going to have to... I don't think he's going to lose his tie to Luthan because I think Luthan is still important. But if he does lose his tie to Luthan, now he has all these credits. Where is he going to go? Is he going to have to run away from Luthan and tie in with Saw Gerrera? I don't know. You know, it's a good question. I do think that in the future, there's a really good chance that Luthan dies trying to to get Mon Mothma off of planet. I think that maybe the role he yeah. ultimately fulfills, right? I could see him dying at the end of the season. We know Mon Mothma does not die, right? Um, whoa, whoa! Spoiler! Whoa, spoiler! She's actually got a twin sister. Many Bothans died to get us this information. Dude, I hope we meet a boffin in this show. That, that would be my. That would be the crowning point of this show. Um... But they're so good we never see them. <laughs> yeah. so good. Just, if you played Battlefront 2, you know. You'd never be able to recognize that. What does a and <laughs> spy look like? I, I don't, don't know. know. So what happens if one walks in? You wouldn't know. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think... I think that's probably as far as I'm willing to go with predictions at this point. Like, seeing Yaloran, a few characters dying, at least. I think 50%. I'll give us this one more thing Okay. That I think I'm predicting. I think we're going to see his mom get in some sort of peril, right? Because he left all those people behind on the ferrets. They'll make a return. So I think that we see these people come back, and I think this might be where we get the flashbacks of the clone troopers, right? Because I think we're going to... We have to get a flashback at some point to his mom, and I think that between that and the clone troopers that we see in the ad, I think at some point over the next... Maybe in a little bit later down the line, but I think that we have a scene where some of his friends or family are in trouble and by that I mean like direct trouble like I mean like they are at gunpoint they're prisoners they're something like that and I almost wonder if some of the people that were on Ferrix right we see all these people in the white suits at the lab that we were talking about oh yes yes indeed and I almost wonder if a lot of these people that were being monitored by local security well guess what you guys harbored Rebel fugitives, and you were responsible for a bunch of these officers dying, and you can't be trusted. So now you're all going to be shipped off to this re education camp or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're going to see something like that as well. How does it sound when you bang metal? Ah, that was one of the discernible sounds that we heard. You are a rebel. Bang. Oh, you mean with the clanking Yeah, like, when they were just all clanked metal pieces. like, Aha, uh, we picked that exact sound out. Yeah. Same force yeah. and everything. No, yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, and they've made it point to really focus on like imperial relocation of natives, so that would seem to follow. Yeah, that would seem to follow. Although that is a really big city. It's, it's a true. really big city. I mean, I don't know that they necessarily pull everyone, but I think they could pretty reasonably. The scrapyard people figure out who... somebody definitely tied a <laughs> or welded yeah. a rope to that <laughs> that structure. Yeah. Well, they know his mom. They know the droid. They could search the droid for... Inf- I mean, the droid has the names of all of his friends. Yep. So they could scrub the droid, and that would be pretty sad. <gasps> Ooh, do you mm. think the droid... This is a wild theory. Maybe not. So it might be out there. I, I don't know if it's too far out there. But I think that they take BD, right? Yeah, B. b is BD... Oh, they, BD just so B. The they, they just, just call, call him B. one They just call him B. Order. They call him B. I think B becomes K2SO. Oh, they put his memory core in there. Yeah, I think they... I think they find an Imperial That's, droid and they kind of do a little bit of hijacking. And by they, I mean Clem. And by Clem, I mean Cassian Andor. Wait, they're the same person? They're the same person. Wow, and B is... You're never going to Maybe K2SO? Ben Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi, different people. So, you know, I, I, I was actually thinking about... That not that exactly, but how Andor calls how Andor calls, (laughs) like they made him the same, right? He calls his droid B and he calls him K. Like when he dies in Rogue One, it's like K, and and that's what happens, and that would be interesting. I don't know who voices B. All right, and I didn't see it. Seems like a different voice. But it's also like a broken voice box, yeah. and what you could see like, wait, is that what you're supposed to sound yeah. like? You know, like so that's, something like that. So that's that. kind of what that would be pretty cool. That was kind of one of my. That'd be pretty theories. cool. So, you know, I think there's a couple things that they could do with it. They could play around with, but um, ultimately, I think that's kind of all. And I'll, I think I'll end there. Is I think we could have uh, we could have B being K two So, So we'll see what happens. I believe it's going to be a 12 episode series, and we just finished episode 5, so got seven more new episodes. Um, Looking forward to Tales of the Jedi coming out here soon. Um, That'll be a nice little reprieve um, from some of the Andor stuff. Um, Really exciting as far as uh, getting some stuff before the prequels. Besides the High Republic, we don't typically get pre prequel stuff like right before the Mm prequel so count dooku training great ahsoka being a baby great so looking forward to that i believe they're supposed to be shorts just like five six minute episodes they're not supposed to be long what sorry tales of jedi no no longer than that Uh, i'm pretty sure they're shorts they're anthologies though can't just be i think they're just gonna do a few episodes of shorts think so well we will find out and let you know in (laughs) next week's uh segment of for the republic indeed if i am correct or not so i really hope you're not that i hope i'm not too don't get me wrong ruined my night (laughs) yep that would suck so anyway on that note uh thank you for listening and uh you know where to find us definitely go back and Listen to the past couple episodes we referenced um, for some more information. Yeah. And tell your friends, like, word of mouth. Great way to yeah. spread the podcast. Um, we're going to be moving to YouTube, actually. So um, you might notice that our logo has changed. Um, that was done by my beautiful wife. Uh, and we have now started uploading on YouTube. So we're going to start backporting our episodes to um, every Monday. We're going to try to put up an old episode. Yeah. And I want to just clarify, we're not moving, like, we're not leaving. Yes, sorry. We're- Excuse me. We are, yes. We're staying on your platform, whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, uh, yes. To Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. blah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> all of uh, them. All the above. And uh, we're adding YouTube. but we're adding YouTube as well. Now it's for the moment. It's not going to be video. It's just going to be a, an audio version. But while you're on your computer, you know, f- find us there. Go give us a like. Yep. Um, it will be Darth Vader's basement uh, instead of just Vader's basement on YouTube. But uh, yeah, for sure, go check us out there. Yeah. And and like Jared said, if you enjoy the content, um, you know, we are from the beginning. You know, we talked about um, just sitting down doing a podcast together. Um, and we have a lot of fun with it. Um, but it's always great to, um, see what you guys are listening to. You know, we really do try and pay attention to the analytics. So, um, when the episodes do well, um, we try to, you know, continue content in that direction. So, um, share with your friends, um, let them know if you like our episodes and, um, continue to you know, rate us if you can, if we're rateable on, yeah, if you're listening <laughs> to, um, and respond to some of the questions on Spotify, if you're on Spotify. So that'll do it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.